Wait, so my name? Yeah. Okay. My name is Megan. I'm 13. And Jesus is better than anything because he loves us more than anyone. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good. And sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome back, friends. Alicia Yoder here on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast, where we talk about how to find joy in the gospel of Jesus in every story in the Bible. Jesus loves bringing us joy that comes from him. So let's see what he has for us in our story today. Last week, we talked about Moses' disobedience when he struck the rock God had told him to only speak to for water, and about the Israelites' decision to blame Moses and God for not taking better care of them in the desert. God sent serpents to bite them, but when Moses prayed for mercy, God had him make a bronze serpent that the Israelites looked at and lived. God also helped the Israelites defeat kings that came to fight against them as they traveled to the land he had promised to give them. While they were camping on the plains of Moab, a king named Balak started to get scared. He had seen what the Israelites had done to other nations like the Amorites and that there were so many of them. He told his elders, These people are going to lick up everything that is ours, just like an ox licks up all the grass in the field. So the king sent messengers to find a prophet named Balaam, saying, This people that have come out of Egypt covered the earth and are now camped right across from me. Come and curse them for me, since they are too strong for me. Maybe then I'll be able to defeat them and get them out of my land. I know you have the power to bless and curse whoever you want. So the elders left with money and gave Balaam the king's message. And Balaam said, Sleep here tonight, and I'll tell you what the Lord says to me. That night God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men staying with you? Balaam said, Messengers from King Balak, who want me to curse this nation that has come out of Egypt, so the king can fight them and kick them out of his land. God said, Don't go with them. Don't curse the people, for they are blessed. The next morning, Balaam said to the messengers, Go back to your land, because the Lord doesn't want me to go with you. So the elders returned home and said to the king, Balaam refused to come with us. King Balak decided to send more messengers, even more honorable and important than the first ones. They said to Balaam, This is what the king says. Don't let 
anything stand in your way of coming, for I will give you great honor and do whatever you tell me to do. Come and curse this people for me. But Balaam said, Even if King Balak gave me his house full of silver and gold, I couldn't do more or less than the Lord commanded. But stay tonight so I can find out what the Lord says. And God came to Balaam in the night and said to him, If the men want you to go, then go, but only do what I tell you to do. So Balaam saddled his donkey and went with the elders. But God was angry because he went, and an angel of the Lord stood in his way. His donkey saw the angel with a sword in his hand and turned off the road into a field. But Balaam hit the donkey to get her to turn back to the road. Then the angel stood between two vineyards with a wall on each side. When the donkey saw the angel, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against it. So he hit the donkey again. Then the angel stood in a narrow place where there was nowhere for the donkey to turn. When the donkey saw the angel, she lay down under Balaam. Balaam was so angry, he hit the donkey with his staff. Then God opened the donkey's mouth, and she said, Why have you hit me these three times? What have I done wrong? Balaam said, You have made me look stupid. If I had a sword, I would kill you. The donkey said, Haven't I been your donkey that you've ridden your whole life? Do I usually act like this? He said, Well, no. Then God opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing with the sword in his hand. Balaam bowed down with his face to the ground. The angel said, Why have you hit your donkey these three times? I have come to block you, because your way is foolish. If your donkey hadn't turned away from me, I would have killed you and let the donkey live. Balaam said to the angel, I have sinned, for I didn't know you were in the road. I'll turn back if that's the right thing to do. But the angel said, Go with the men, but only speak what I tell you to say. So Balaam went. When King Balak heard that Balaam had come, he went out to meet him and said, Why didn't you come when I sent for you? Don't you think I can honor you? Balaam said, Look, I have come. Do you think I have my own power to speak curses? I can only speak the words God puts in my mouth. So King Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep and called Balaam and the elders with him. In the morning, King Balak took Balaam to a mountain where he could see a small section of the people. Balaam said to King Balak, Build seven altars to sacrifice seven bulls and seven rams. King Balak did what he said, and they offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said, Stand beside your burnt offering, and I will go away. If the Lord comes to meet me, then I will tell you everything he shows me. And when Balaam went to a bare mountain, God met him. 
Balaam said, I've made you seven altars and offered a bull and ram on each one. And God gave Balaam words to speak before King Balak. When Balaam returned, King Balak and his elders were standing next to the sacrifice. And Balaam said, The king of Moab has brought me here, King Balak, telling me to curse Israel. How can I curse someone God has not cursed? I see the people from up on this mountain, living alone and not thinking they are a great nation. But who can count all of them? May my death be like the righteous, and may my end be like theirs. And King Balak said, What have you done? I brought you to curse my enemies, and now all you're doing is blessing them. Balaam replied, Don't I need to speak what the Lord tells me to? So King Balak said, Come to another place with me. Right now you can only see a part of them, but there you can see them all and curse them for me. So they climbed another mountain and built seven more altars, sacrificing a bull and ram on each one. Balaam said, Wait here while I meet with the Lord. And God put words in his mouth again. When he got back, King Balak said, What did the Lord say? And Balaam said, Listen, Balak, God does not tell lies like a man or change his mind. Won't he do what he said? I was commanded to bless them, and he has blessed. I can't take it back. The Lord their God is with them, bringing them out of Egypt. He is strong like the horns on a wild ox. No cursing can be done to them. And people will say about Israel, Look what God has done. The people will rise up like a lion and not lie down again until they've eaten their prey. King Balak said, Don't try to curse them anymore and stop blessing them. But Balaam said, Didn't I tell you that I could only say what God wanted me to? So King Balak said, Let me take you to another place. Maybe it will please God for you to curse them from there. So they offered seven rams and bulls on seven more altars. Balaam knew already that God wanted to bless them. So he went to look at the Israelites, camping tribe by tribe. And the Spirit of God came on him, and he said, This is what I, Balaam, see, since God has opened my eyes and let me hear his words and see his visions. Your camp is wonderful, Israel, like trees and a garden the Lord has planted. Water will flow to you and your kingdom will be exalted. God brought you out of Egypt and is like the horns of an ox, eating up the enemy nations and crouching like a lion. Those who bless you are blessed, and those who curse you are cursed. King Balak was furious with Balaam, saying, I brought you to curse my enemies, and now you've blessed them three times. Get out of here, because the Lord has kept you from receiving honor from me. Balaam said, Didn't I say that even if I had your house full of gold and silver, I could do, I could not do good or bad on my own, but only what the Lord says? I'm leaving, 
but I'll tell you what this people will do to your people in the later days. This is what I, Balaam, see, whose eyes and ears God has opened and given me visions and knowledge. There is someone coming, a star, a king's scepter from Israel. It will crush Moab's forehead at Edom and Seir. Israel will be valiant and have ruling and dominion. Amalek, Ashur, and Eber will be completely destroyed. Then Balaam and King Balak went to their own homes. King Balak thought that getting Balaam to curse the Israelites would keep him safe. He kept trying even when God clearly brought blessing to them through Balaam's words. God had made a promise, a covenant with the Israelites that couldn't be broken. God had promised to take care of them like a father cares for his children, protecting them from harm and giving them everything they needed. So many times the Israelites got discouraged in the wilderness, but God was determined to keep them safe and show them his power. Balaam wasn't even a follower of God but knew that God was powerful and could speak. Balaam loved getting money for going to curse the Israelites, but he couldn't even do that and had to receive grace and mercy through a donkey. When Jesus died, his blood sealed a new covenant promise for us. Jesus took the curse we deserved and gave us his blessing instead. When we place our trust in him as our rescuer and protector, anytime someone hurts or wants to hurt us, God can turn that pain and fear into goodness in our lives. We might not see it right away, but he is making us more like him and helping us to receive and share his forgiveness, peace, and joy. He promises, his promises to us of love and salvation and being adopted as his sons and daughters will never fail, no matter how others try to mess them up or tell us they're not true. There will even be times God will protect you from things that you don't even know about. Sometimes you might feel a little like Balaam, that every time you try to go forward, your donkey turns away. Or like there are roadblocks, like at a construction site. But God always wants to help us follow the good path he has for us. So when your plan to get your homework done before dinner or going to a friend's house doesn't work out, God wants you to talk to him about it. It might be something he wants to help you to make happen by removing the roadblock Or he might want to use your messed up plans to protect you and lead you into something better. You could say something like, Jesus, I really wanted to be with my friend tonight. What would you like to say to me about it? Jesus just might put the right words in your mind to help you feel better. But what happens when you do sin? And say something unkind to your parents or don't obey right away when they ask. Are you going to mess up God's good plan for you or them? Nope. 
Because when you ask for forgiveness, Jesus loves to restore the feelings that have been broken. God used even a man like Balaam to speak blessing to the Israelites and helped his donkey to stop him from getting killed by the angel of the Lord. How much more do you think Jesus wants to help us from living in pride, thinking we're better than everyone else, unbelief, thinking that Jesus can't really help us, and the guilt of our sin? Jesus might say something like this, Friend, I want to bless you. Maybe not by giving you exactly what you want, but by speaking to you and protecting you and showing my love to you in a thousand different ways through your parents, relatives, friends, teachers, siblings, my word, and my Holy Spirit. When you feel my love, you can give it to others so that they can receive my blessing too. I love protecting you and showing you the right way to go. Will you keep talking with me so that I can fill your thoughts with my thoughts and your words start to sound like mine? I love speaking truth and hope and love through you. Let's pray. Lord, we want to see you. Not a scary angel of the Lord, but you, our Father, who loves taking care of his children. We can't wait to live with you forever on the new earth. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Let's go love someone.